Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Chris By golly, two wins in a row. Nick Theodoro is overwhelmed. Also known as Nick Papa Giorgio. He's producing this program. I'm Chris Moore. And indeed, you're with the fan on a Monday night. I don't know how many times I'll say Sunday night in between now and 1 a.m., but it'll be more than it should. Because, uh, although, who doesn't love the four-day week? I mean, the four-day week is a tremendous invention. The four-day work week is a tremendous invention. You wonder if your kids or your grandkids will live in a world where the four-day week is common, I think it's got a good chance of making its way across the spectrum. You know, we work a lot more than Europeans work anyway, and the way things uh, have played out with work at home, I think it's got a good shot. How was your day? How was your uh, Monday? All good? Enjoying the Labor Day despite the weather? And uh, having the extra day off, it's the unofficial end of summer. Kids are back in school. Pennant race is on. Football around the corner, college football in full swing. It's not a bad time of year. You know, you pay that kind of quiet time down, and then you get ready for this time of year, which is fun. Hopefully more fun than it has been from a football perspective. It can't really be less fun. It can only be just as bad. Uh, But we'll see. You know, we'll see uh, how the fall plays out and whether there are some surprises in store. Yankees today with a... uh, you know, the usual whipping of Minnesota. I mean, look, I, I get tired of that conversation um, because I, I don't know, I'm not a big streak believer. But you can't ignore numbers like that. 112 and 39. What, uh, what jumped out at me, by the way, on that uh, just was that the ERA over that time of the Yankees in their last 151 meetings with the Twins since 2002. They've won 112 of those 151. And the ERA is 3.66 for the Yankees. So we get really caught up, and this is true in, in the NFL as well, with regular season stats versus postseason stats. And now that the postseasons are so long in all the sports, it's a relevant difference. You know, it really matters. But 3.66 is not that low when you consider, of course, there were a lot more runs scored at the beginning of this uh, since 2002. So that first 10 years compared to the last 10 years 
all of baseball's had a lot more runs scored. But the fact is they haven't necessarily dominated pitching-wise over Minnesota. They've hit the hell out of the ball against the Twins in general. And the Twins ERA in that time is almost six. So the Yanks have been able to score runs against the Twins even when they've struggled against other teams. It held true today. And uh, for whatever reason, and no one can explain it to me, they pitched to Aaron Judge in a 2-2 game in the sixth inning. The Twins are trying to win. I mean, the Twins are not the Royals. They're not the Tigers. They're not out of it. Uh, and they are crazy. I mean, crazy to pitch to Judge with this lineup struggling the way it has. And it struggled again today. I mean, it was great that Connor Falefa hit the home run. And um, they had some big hits in the game. But the game-winning hit again went to Aaron Judge. And it is crazy to let Aaron Judge beat you. And I don't know what to say about it. Like, I can't figure it out why any team would pitch to him in that spot. And if you saw the pitch, and most of you probably did, at a highlight or somewhere, you know, it's pretty juicy. I mean, pretty juicy pitch. Now, you could say, well, it was just a mistake. Well, maybe. But it didn't certainly didn't look like they were nibbling. You know, and they were trying to get him out. Of course, you know, he struck out late in the game, but the damage had been done. And I just don't, uh, I don't understand when a team is struggling like this, why you would ever pitch to them. But they did. The Josh Donaldson thing I want to get into a little bit. It's something I read about Brian Cashman or, you know, an opinion I read. And look, I know the opinions are designed to stir the pot and get people going a little bit and, um, oftentimes we don't know if the opinions are the actual opinions of the writer or whether they are just written so that they get basically clicks. They get interest shown and people get angry and want to defend. I don't know which. Uh, in this case, it's not that bad. We'll get to that in a minute. Listen, the Donaldson thing bothers me because we've watched, particularly over the last, I don't know, 20, 25 years, uh, fewer players run hard. Players no longer running on a drop third strike. Players uh, waiting to see if a bunt goes foul before they break out of the box. Players not making the turn properly because they thought it was going to bounce into the crowd for a ground rule double and then it ended up not being that. Hustle should be a habit, and it should not be, I I tweeted this out today, it should not be a generational discussion here, nor should leadership. Leadership doesn't change. I mean, fist-bumping Josh Donaldson, and then none of the media, according to reports that we have, nobody asked Aaron Boone about why Josh Donaldson hit a ball off the wall, and was thrown out at second because he left the box thinking it was a home run and didn't run hard. And it went by, and especially this is true when you win, when the game ends up being a win, a lot is forgotten and a lot is forgiven, and you move on to the next game like it never happened. But it did happen, and you saw it happen, and it isn't excusable, and it isn't generational. It's not like... 
oh, you're an old-time baseball fan. You think everybody should run out of the box every time. You know, that's yesterday. Listen, there are, just to be clear and to show that I can bend a little bit, and a lot of people will not agree with me on this, but a routine ground ball to second, you're going to be out probably 998 times out of 1,000 on a routine ground ball to second. It's a short throw. It's close to the first baseman. You're probably going to be out. So if you don't kill it down the line because you're afraid of injury or you're picking your spots, I won't kill you for that, and I don't take it personally, and I don't need you to hit a one-hopper to second and run down the line as if you have a chance of beating it out when you don't. I'm not trying to ask you to to do the unrealistic or to uh, to act as if you have a 1 in 10 chance when you really have a 1 in 1,000 chance. That's not what I'm asking for. But I don't know how you hit a ball to the outfield and don't break out of the box every time. Like, I, I, I don't know how that happens. Or how it became overtime acceptable. Last night when I was on the show, we were talking about how things change, right? And we were talking about how you used to have to get dressed up to go to a lot of restaurants. You couldn't walk in there with flip-flops or gym shorts or a T-shirt on. You'd have to have a collared shirt or a, or a sport coat or a tie or depending on what kind of restaurant it was and how little that's the case now. And people go to the store, and they go on an airplane, and they go anywhere they want, dressed in any fashion that they want, right? And, you know, there's a lot of things that older people don't like. Tattoo, look at all those tattoos. Oh, look at all those piercings. Look at the way that guy's dressed. Look at the baggy pants. Look at whatever. I get all that, okay? That, that's that been going on forever. It will go on forever. But it is harmless in that it's basically fashion, and it is the... The norms of the times, of the generations, like we're all going to have to do, the older people are going to all have to deal with the younger people and the gambling and the fantasy and all of the the uh, uh, changes that have been made to sports viewing for the fan between 10 and 30 that weren't around 20 years ago. So we all adjust to that. But none of that affects something like a final score. None of that uh potentially lets down teammates and paying fans because you were lazy. Those are different decisions. They don't have an outside effect. I can look at somebody with a million tattoos and say, geez, that doesn't look very good to me, but there's no harm. I can say, wow, why would you pierce your nose three times? What what the hell? Why is your chin pierced? What, what's the matter? But it doesn't, it's an individual decision. It has no repercussion other than how I view it. These decisions, the laziness out of the box, the lack of hustle, the uh, seemingly uh, placid reaction by Aaron Boone to not even, uh, from all camera angles that we saw, address it with Josh Donaldson. Why the media doesn't ask, I have no idea. But there was just a lot about that whole thing that made me think, you know, this is not 
this is not how it works. And this is not about me being old or me being uh, longing for the good old days. Sure, there's a lot of things about old-time baseball that I want and that I like. But the way the game is played now is the way the game is played now. Hustle doesn't go out of style. Discipline doesn't go out of style. Leadership doesn't go out of style. So stop telling me that it's okay or that's just the way the game is played now and give him a pass. He didn't run out of the box. Neither does this guy. Neither does that guy. Neither does this guy. Neither does that. Does that make it? I mean, all of a sudden, that's how we judge? You know, is that, oh, well, the guy won and he did this. So if he does this and he can win, then everybody else can play the same way. I mean, it just sends an awful message. Across the board, it sends an awful message that you're accepting and downright welcoming of laziness out of the box. When your team is really struggling, when you can't score runs, when you are feeling the pressure of collapse all around you, and he hits a ball to the wall and gets thrown out standing at second base because he's too embarrassed to stop at a single because that would underscore the fact that he didn't run out of the box. So he can't stay at first because then everyone will know he didn't run out of the box. So he forces it and tries to go to second and gets thrown out by six feet. And everybody's like, well, you know, that's how baseball is today. Give me a break. Give me a break. If that's how baseball is today, then it's just another example of how we have no uh, standards. You know, we don't have any standards. We'll let them do anything, anytime. You know, it's the argument I make all the time. You're unhappy? What are you going to do about it? You're going to stop watching the Yankees? No. You're going to stop watching baseball? No. Are you going to call the fan and grumble? Maybe. But that doesn't have an effect on the Yankees or on baseball or on fandom. We just take whatever they give us. And sometimes it's prices and sometimes it's inconveniences. And sometimes it's lines in the bathroom or a really busy uh, overcrowded concourse or rude ushers or bad concession situations or any number of things that go on. We take it all. And this, to me, is just not something that I want to hear defended in any business but in particular in a public business where we pay to watch you play. Could you at least, could you at least show enough pride to run out of the box? It just isn't defensible. It isn't. But what is, is what I just said. And that is, like everything else, as I always say about the commissioner's decisions, it all comes down to one thing. What are you going to do about it? Am I going to stop watching the Yankees? Am I going to stop rooting for Donaldson in the ninth inning of a 2-2 game to get a big hit, to get the Yankees a win? Because if I'm not going to do that, then we're just flapping our gums. Right? We, we, we don't, it's paper tiger threats. We're mad. We're disappointed. We're angry. But we're not going to do anything about it. So why should they? Robbie Cano got his contract. He got his next contract. Everything's fine. 
Doesn't run hard. What are you going to do about it? What do you want to do? Nobody else wants him? No, somebody did want him. They made the deal. So that's that's one thing. The other thing, and, and we'll break and talk about this too, but the idea that Brian Cashman leaving the Yankees is a difficult thing for the Steinbrenners because of all he's done over 25 years is just maddening because he has been very, I mean, and this is the case in all of these situations in pro sports. When you are very highly compensated, that really does make up for the harshness that the business can offer sometimes. When you are really highly compensated, then the fact that your career might end with a thud is, in my mind, softened quite a bit by the fact that although that career might end with a thud, man, what a ride and what a bank account you've got so that you're falling on soft pillows of cash that you've earned doing what you're doing. This is not, or should not be, an emotional decision for the Yankees. This should be Brian. We're going to make a change. How do you want to do it? You, you, want, to, you want to make it easier for Cashman to exit because of all he's done for you? Fine. God bless you. Sit him down in a room and say, hey, Brian, you know, we, we're just going to go another way. But what we're not going to do is fire you unless that's what you want. What we're going to do is have you exit in any way that you decide to tell us you'll be comfortable with. We'll frame it any way you want, but we're going to change. And it doesn't mean we don't, you know, yada, da da about all he's done. And I believe that. I think he has done an awful lot of good things. But this organization right now needs a, a life raft in terms of, a, of, of developing talent and acquiring talent. They've got one of those rings, and they're adrift in the ocean, and they can't find any talent. And they buy some, and they hope for some, and they acquire some good pieces um, now and then. But these problems that they have whether September goes well or not, are not going to go away. Donaldson, Hicks, Kiner Falefa, probably Glaber, big problems, big problems, and nobody to take their spots unless Cabrera and Peraza are more ready than, than we know and unless they think Andujar and Florial have a future. But the someday and the waiting is over. You know, all that time has come and gone. It's over. They should be here now. Florial's either going to play or he's not, right? You see Jake Cave today over there. You see Urshela over there. Obviously, Sanchez with the big home run over there. Um, you got to make decisions, and you got to figure it out because they're not coming to you, and the track record is long. The track record for Cashman is long. And the track record for Hicks is long. Hicks cannot play. I don't know how clear they can make it. But what are the Yankees doing 
with basically a center fielder who cannot play. Who cannot play. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. And you cannot def- defend Cashman on most of these deals. And you notice his defenders, including me to some degree, uh, are, you know, are quickly headed for the exits. They've had enough. And they wanted to believe and they wanted to think that he was right and they want to think every guy he brought in was going to work. And Andujar and Frazier and Torres and Sanchez and, and Hicks were all going to be reasonably good players and be the future, particularly Torres, Frazier, Andujar, Florial. They were going to be the future. Now Volpe and Dominguez and Cabrera and Peraza. Uh, but you know, the string has run out. So making it seem as though, oh, this is such a difficult decision for the Yankees is really letting them off the hook. If they're the Yankees, this is not a difficult decision. You were great. You did great things. You're probably going to the Hall of Fame, but we got to move. All right? We got to be better than this. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 